0: Intellectual heavyweights don't come much weightier than Noam Chomsky. Philosopher, logician, cognitive scientist, and above all the father of modern linguistics. At 85, he's still going strong.
1: I'm Noam Chomsky, I'm on the faculty at MIT, and I've been uh, getting more and more heavily involved in anti-war activities for the last few years.
0: It is his politics, uncompromising and radical, that keeps him in the public eye. He's venerated by many, loathed by many, occasionally feared. But is his critique of the West, its foreign policy, its economic system, its hypocrisy, is that a critique that connects to the ordinary people that he strives to help?
1: Neoliberal democracy. Instead of citizens, it produces consumers instead of communities it produces shopping malls the, the net, net result, result
0: is atomized society of disengaged individuals who feel demoralized and socially powerless do you feel demoralized and powerless not really <laughs> well <laughs> i think that's a bit of an i think that goes too negative for me like i come from a little village and i certainly don't think that we are little dehumanised individuals. Do you think you're consumers rather than citizens? That it's sort of. No, no. Not at all. No. See, I think he probably thinks that you're made to feel content with some material goods. You work and you buy a microwave oven or something. Mm. But that really, maybe deep down, you don't want that's to. not full. Yeah. You don't want it, yet. yeah. But is he right on no, that? No, he's not. Now, I'm going to give you another one, okay? Because right. you're very good at this.
1: The more you can increase fear of drugs, crime, welfare mothers, immigrants and aliens, the more you control all the people.
0: That's a very difficult one because immigration is the biggest question. Well, it certainly seems to be the topic that they want us to be focused on the most at the moment. And be scared of the most. How can I make you scared of something that's happening? Like... it's natural. Yeah, it's natural. There's always going to be single mothers and drug addicts and immigrants. So how can they use that to place fear on it? But you feel you can make up your own minds on these issues? Oh yes! Yes, don't really don't. Yes, yes, I've got, a, I've got a brain. Well, there's a time and place for philosophy and revolution, but to the possible disappointment of Noam Chomsky, that time and place is not here and now. They'll have to wait until at least after Christmas. And thanks to all those people who really did engage actually with the quotes from the professor. Good evening and thanks for coming in I wonder whether it annoys you at the moment that the world is rebelling. There's anger out there The system has been questioned the elite are unpopular in a way that I think you would uh, Encourage and yet. It's not really the forces are not gathering around your view in some ways. They're more It's more right-wing discontent the Tea Party in the US the UKIP party here. What do you think?
1: Um, those exist and I think they uh, reflect an understandable uh, anger at a, a neoliberal period in which uh, the majority of the population has suffered considerably while enormous wealth and power has been accumulated in a tiny fraction of the uh, society uh, democratic forms have been substantially reduced there's plenty of evidence for that uh, uh, but what you just—but it's not entirely correct. So, for example, uh, hundreds of thousands of people uh, demonstrated in the streets of New York a couple of weeks ago in uh, calling for serious action about uh, dealing with the uh, climate catastrophe. Now that's a huge. That's a representative, of a huge part of the population. And I think uh, anger and concern take many different forms, but they have. Uh, you can find lots of common roots.
0: Yeah, and in, in Spain and Greece, the left-wing have come out on top, if you like, of the uh, uh, of the discontent. But it is... Um, you know, reading those quotes to, to some ordinary people, it is, I suppose, one of the difficulties of your position that you end up, in a way, having to take a view of what of you t- telling them what you think would be good for them and them not quite really being on your wavelength is that a fair I, critique of the Noam Chomsky philosophy?
1: That's not my experience I spend an enormous amount of time giving uh, talks, uh, discussions, uh, all classes of people all over, I don't tell them what to think, I tell them what I think uh, encourage them to develop their own ideas. And I think we quite often see things the same way.
0: But when you say people have been made into consumers rather than, than citizens, is, is, is that, could that be accused of being patronizing to people as though they, they're kind of suckers for being material consumers as opposed mm. to thinking bigger things about their lives? No, I don't. I think they're suffering
1: from a situation in which they are not citizens. They're not participants. It's easy to demonstrate that. Uh, I know the United States better, but I think it's essentially the same here. Mm. And one of the major topics in mainstream political science is uh, the relation between attitudes and policy. It's not hard to study. Policy, we see uh, attitudes we determine from very extensive and quite accurate and consistent polling. And the results are striking. It turns out that for about 70 percent of the population, Uh, the lower 70% on the income scale, uh, their attitudes have zero impact on policy. They're just ignored by their representatives as
0: you move. That really surprises me, because here I I think politicians sometimes feel they're they're running to catch up with where the public are, particularly on issues like immigration, for example, where they're kind of, it, it was one they didn't spot, but the public really did. I'm
1: sorry, but the public has uh, mixed attitudes on immigration. Right. Actually, this is very well studied. Don't take my word no, for no, it no, in yeah. two minutes. I can give you references. As you move up the income scale, you get more influence on policy. When you get to the very top, which is a fraction of 1%, yeah. you essentially have policy made. This is true on issue after issue. Those that are, whether it's uh, taxes, uh, uh, military, immigration, whatever you like. Uh, and well it's uh, certainly believable that the, 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 the sort of more powerful and important people are, well,
0: are the ones who run the, the, the It's the not just
1: powerful, yeah. and they're not powerful and important, they control the wealth of the society. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. puts them in a position essentially to purchase the government and its actions and that's simply demonstrated in this respect uh, people are losing the capacity to
0: be citizens
1: let me just ask tourists. you
0: one last last question because it, we are on a time budget here and I, I it's about Ferguson what's going on over in the US I wonder whether back in the 1960s you would have imagined that these tensions would still be around in the 2010s well
1: there's a long history uh, the first slaves came to the United States in 1619 that's about 500 years Uh, I've no time to run through the history but if you look through it uh, during this period there have been literally a few decades scattered decades in which African-Americans the majority had a fairly decent shot at entering the mainstream society Uh, the uh, especially black males are targets for uh, abuse by the uh, Security system by the uh, in the so-called drug war and killings and uh, lack of opportunity for employment and so on, uh, whatever. When things like Ferguson happening, they are uh, lighting a match where the kindling is pretty dry.